Section 26 of The Toilers of the Sea by Victor Hugo. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain, read by John Greenman. Book Fourth The Bagpipe. Chapter One The First Red Gleams of Dawn, or A Conflagration. Juliette had never spoken to Deruchette. He knew her through having seen her at a distance, as one knows the morning star. At the time when Deruchette had met Juliette, on the road from Saint-Pierre-Port to Val, and had surprised him by writing his name in the snow, she was sixteen. It was only the evening before that Miss Lethierie had said to her, "'Play no more childish tricks. You are grown up now.' That Juliette, written by that child, had fallen into unknown depths. What were women to Gilliatt? He himself could not have told. When he met one, he alarmed her, and he was afraid of her. He never spoke to a woman except from urgent necessity. He had never been a gallant of any of the country maidens. When he was alone in the road and beheld a woman coming towards him, he climbed over the wall of a garden, or hid himself in a thicket, and fled. He even avoided old women. He had seen one Parisian lady in the course of his life, a traveling Parisienne, a strange event for Guernsey at that distant epoch, and Gilliat had heard the Parisienne narrate her griefs in these words, "'I am greatly annoyed. I have just got some drops of rain on my hat. It is apricot, and that is a color which stains.' Having found later on, between the leaves of a book, an ancient fashion-plate representing a lady of the Chaussée d'Antin in full toilette, he had pasted it upon his wall in memory of that apparition. On summer evenings he hid behind the rocks of the Houmet Paradis Inlet to watch the peasant maids bathe in the sea in their shifts. One day he had watched through a hedge the witch of Torteval put on her garter, he was probably spotless. On that Christmas morning, when he encountered Dittershet, and when she laughingly wrote his name in the snow, he returned home, no longer knowing why he had gone out. Night came. He did not sleep. He thought of a thousand things, that it would be well to cultivate black radishes in his garden, that the exhibition was good that he had not seen the boat from Sark pass by. Had something happened to it? That he had seen some white stone-crop in flower, a rare thing at that season. He had never exactly known what relationship the old woman who was dead bore to him. He said to himself decidedly that she must be his mother, and he thought of her with redoubled tenderness. He thought of the woman's clothing, which lay in the leather trunk, he thought that the Reverend Jacquemin Hérod would probably some day be appointed dean of St. Pierreport, surrogate of the bishop, and that the rectorship of St. Sampson would become vacant. He thought that the day after Christmas would be the twenty-seventh day of the moon, and that, consequently, high water would come at twenty-one minutes past three, half-ebb at fifteen minutes past seven, and low-tide at thirty-three minutes past nine, and half-flood again at 
thirty-nine minutes past twelve. He recalled the minutest details in the costume of the Highlander who had sold him his bagpipe, his bonnet ornamented with a thistle, his claymore, his tight coat with short square skirts, his kilt, his skilt or filiberry ornamented with his sporan purse, and his smushing mull, a horn snuff-box, his pin made of a scotch stone, his two girdles, the sash-wise and the belts, his sword, his cutlass, his dirk, and his skein de, a black knife with a black handle ornamented with two cairngorums. Note, all these words are as written by Hugo, except bagpipe, which he writes bugpipe. And the bare knees of this soldier, his stockings, his plaid gaiters, and his shoes with buckles. This equipment became a specter, pursued him, gave him a fever, lulled him to sleep. When he awoke it was broad daylight, and his first thought was, Dirschet. On the following day he slept, but all night long he saw the Scotch soldier again. He said to himself in his sleep that the sittings of the superior court after Christmas would be held on the 21st of January. He also dreamed of old rector Jacquemin Herod. When he awoke, he thought of Derichette, and felt violent anger against her. He regretted that he was no longer a small boy, because then he could go and fling stones at her windows. Then he reflected that if he were a small boy he would have his mother, and he began to weep. He formed a project of going to pass three months at Chosy or the Maquiers, but he did not go. He did not set foot again on the road from Saint-Pierre-Port to Laval. He fancied that his name, Gilliat, remained graven there on the earth, and that all the passers-by must be looking at it. End of chapter 1. The First Gleams of Dawn, or A Conflagration.